Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, we continue in our series, Pause. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor, Antoine Lasseter. Okay, so I'm just... I'm just going to be me, okay? Not that I'm trying to be someone else, but um, let me just like cut through the chase, right? Sunday, you, you come and I'm up here and I got a lot to say and you're in your seats and you're hearing what I have to say and that's okay, but I pr- much prefer you to hear what God is saying, right? So there are times where I wrestle with um, what's next? Because um, what I'm a church planner and um, I help plant churches, um, and so when one of the things that people want is routine, they want to know what to expect. So what happens is when you come into church, uh, you want the three songs, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just being more observational, and I'm going somewhere in a minute. Okay, so let's just jump on this moped because um, I don't know how to drive a motorcycle. So. Um, so what happens is we, we, we have these songs, and these songs, you know, can create two types of elements. It can create a spiritual element, or it can create an emotional one. And sometimes the emotional one connects with the spiritual, and sometimes the spiritual connects with the emotion. Sometimes they're disconnected. In other words, we can sing songs that move us emotionally, but doesn't move us closer to God. But we can do this so often that it we now believe that God hasn't moved unless our emotions are touched. And so what happens is emotionally, once we go home, we're looking for a feeling. But if God is present, he's always with us. And that doesn't mean that we always feel that he's with us. So um, in creating worship experiences, sometimes we try to touch everything. But the problem with touching everything is we can't duplicate, you can't duplicate that in your house. So there becomes a letdown when you don't feel the goosebumps when you're worshiping the Lord because you're actually trying to imitate something um, that's been crafted in the church. So here's what happens. The word is not exciting when you home. But based on my personality or the communicator's charisma, we can bring the word to life. But if we don't take that word home, your dependency is on the person who's communicating it because that's how you feel God. So we don't have these habits that create space for God to actually consume us because we're waiting for the communicator, the preacher, or the pastor to, to do everything for us. So this season that I'm in, I'm saying, Lord, less of all the theatrics, more of you. Because if what we do up here doesn't give you a hunger for him, you actually have a hunger for us and not him. And so the challenge of the 21st century church is is to take God and, and help not help. I don't know my word. The, 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 the challenge for us as leaders is not to take place of God. The challenge is for us 
or the desire for us is to point you to God. In other words, you become so hungry for God on a random Monday that you bring him to the gathering of the saints on Sunday. But for many of us, we feel good now and it, we don't even hit the parking lot good. Boy, I feel like everything was taken away. It's the look that the husband gives the wife in the parking lot, and it's like, you still you hear what the pastor said? See, that's what I'm, ha! So my desire, can I just bring you close, if it's your first time and potentially last time, my apologies. But I'm really not interested in doing church for the sake of doing church. My desire is to make disciples of Jesus. And the pulpit is a tool that we use, but it's not the only tool. There are better preachers sitting beside you than I'll ever be. Right now, in this church right now, there are folks who have a prophetic word for your life right now sitting in the pews. But if you wait for me or the leadership to give you what you need, you miss out. You miss out on the glory of God that your brother and sister in Christ is carrying with them. This is why we are taking our time to go through a very familiar scripture. I mean, I've been quoting this scripture since I was a kid. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But I desire for my sons, my two sons, my soon-to-be 21, which I cannot believe, and my soon-to-be 16, that blows my mind. And today, sidebar, I and my wife and I are celebrating 23 years. And she has enjoyed every single minute. Every minute she has enjoyed me. Every minute. And I desire us as a church family to grow in the Lord. I desire to see men, Rob, worshiping the Lord and worshiping freely without <sighs> rushing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what, <sighs> I desire the Lord to so consume us that um, people have been sending me text messages about how the Lord is my shepherd, I should not want, is speaking to them. Like, I, I desire this church to grow deep in the things of God. I desire for us to sit. Now, okay, this is going to be scary for some, to sit with hard questions and not just fight for the right answers, but to hear out our brothers. I desire it. I desire that the church would be filled with people who look different, act different, work, worship different, but worship the same. Gee, I desire that for this church. I desire that the communicators that come on this stage, that we don't platform them in our own hearts to say they know more than us. It's the Holy Spirit. I want to point us back to, I know, I know, I know, I know, I get it, that the whole setup, think about how we're sitting. 
Everybody's facing me. I mean, I know I'm cute and all, but you're facing me, so there's an expectation. And the expectation is that I labored all week long so the Holy Spirit can speak to me, through me, to you. But what would happen if we all labored all week long together? What would happen if God woke you up and, and shared, uh, you know, everybody chasing new revelations? Everybody does. It's, it's what would happen if God just had a word for you? It was for you. And so God uses the tools No, in Numbers. Tiffany alluded this in Numbers chapter 20. Um, Moses is told to speak to the rock. And Moses strikes it twice, disobeying God. Oops. And so what happens is Moses can know, Moses does not enter into the promise. And something this I've never saw before, um, the Lord says, look, you won't enter the promise, and here's why, because you did not demonstrate my holiness to the people. So Moses disobeyed God. Therefore, he could not enter into the promise because he did not demonstrate holiness to the people. And so God so loved the people that even when Moses messed up, you go to Joshua 1, and it opens after my Moses servant is dead. The Lord says to Moses, Moses, my servant is dead. So when we see celebrity pastors or, or what have you falling, God will still, for our benefit, uses whomever to get his work done. So we have to be careful and mindful of propping anyone up. If you cut me, here's a newsflash. I will be bleeding. And so what happens when we see these scriptures, I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you, literally, the Lord is my shepherd. Go ahead, please. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want you to see this and wrestle with it. What does it mean to me? Now, we have private um, confessions. We have personal relationships with God. But our relationship with God should be demonstrated publicly. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. And I want you to pause right there. Because many of us have already started thinking, I, I, I don't have everything I need. There is a list of things. So then in community, we help you distinguish between wants and needs. And there are some things that people that walk beside you can help expose you to and give you a different perspective. So the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. If you don't mind, can you rest on your feet? And we're going to say, we're going to say or uh, uh, recite these scriptures together. Ready? Let's read. The Lord is my shepherd.
did great. Bless the reading of God's word. The Lord is my shepherd. I have, you may be seated. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He gives us peace in an anxious world. Rest, my beloved, is a gift from God. The Lord gives us what we need. And one of the things that we all need is rest. So if you were here last week, pop quiz number one. Did you get any rest? Raise your hand. The replenishing rest. The rest that you went to sleep and woke up like this. Let go. That rest. Everybody got it. Let me see your hands. Was it intentional? <laughs> no, it wasn't. So he made you lie down. Man, I'm preaching already. So in Psalms 127, he says he gives rest to those he loves. And so if he loves you, now we are all loved by God. And so if we're not resting, it's not that he's taken away from us. There's something that we're wrestling with. So while we should be wrestling, resting, we're wrestling. And so if rest is a gift, then here's a pause moment. Why have I not been resting? What is hovering around me? Like, is, do I have an upcoming event that it's like, it's just trying to do the little detail stuff? Is it, you know, wayward children? What is it? And then if, if you can identify what's causing you not to rest, have you given it to him? This is something that we're going to wrestle with today. You see what I did there? It's good, right? All right, so we're going to focus on um, uh, verse number three, and we're going to read it in three different um, translations to give the fullness of what the psalmist David is trying to convey. The first one, he renews my strength. Anybody need strength this morning? He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. That's the NLT. Let's go to the CSB. Uh, he renews my life. It's good. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. And then the uh, ESV version, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see that thing. He, he renews my strength. He renews my life. He restores my soul. What thoughts come to mind when you hear that first phrase? So I want you right now to pause and think about um, your strength, your life, and your soul. And what do you struggle with? And the, and the psalmist is saying that he will renew my strength. Anybody among us feel weak? Me, I'm the only one? Raise your hands. Okay, all right. It's like, oh, Lord, Jesus. Do you believe that he can renew your strength? Like, I want you to understand that. Now, some of us believe it, but will he? So do you believe that he will renew your strength, that he will renew your life, that he restores your soul? Now, have you ever experienced his renewing? Now, even in this moment, you feel depleted. Sometimes, and sometimes, Tiffany, we have to remind ourselves that this ain't our first rodeo. I got too much history with God. So, he restores my soul. The Lord strengthens us when we are weak. Pause. 
I want you to breathe that in. The Lord strengthens us when we are weak. And so for many of us, we're worn out. And here's what I learned this week. When I'm worn out, I start attributing things to the devil. But in reality, I'm just tired. And I just need to rest. Because when you're worn, you become more vulnerable. And when you become vulnerable, your mind begins to take over your body. And now everything seems to be a threat. So are we experiencing attacks from the enemy or it's just we need rest for our bodies? And wisdom will give you the distinction. You can't, it's in vain, it's in vain to stay up all night and then get up early. And now you're wondering why you got attitude, Rob. I don't know why I said that. I have no idea. And so after... After all this vulnerability that we have in terms of when we're tired and worn out, it can lead us to make decisions that have consequences. And what we do is we want temporary relief. And so there's a difference between being worn out because I'm tired versus being worn out because I have weariness of the soul. An enemy can use both. But when we neglect our own souls, we look for relief. The problem with looking for relief is what type of relief you looking for. And relief is temporary. Now, here's the good news, bad news. Some of us, when we struggle or we have moments, we'll go out and run. I don't understand why you run. Doesn't make sense to me. It caused me more problems to run. I got to think about my knees. I think about my arches. But that's just me. Some of us, we go to woodworking. We just go in the barn and we start temporary relief. Not a bad thing. But for some of us, when we get worn out, we do things that can be destructive. Some of us, we just start drinking. Others, we just start eating. And don't look at me like that. I'm, I'm trying to get better. Some of us, relationships. Others, sex. Some, shopping. That could be good or bad, depending on your credit card. But we try to find relief. And so we're going to pause for a moment, and we're going to take time to consider the patterns in our own lives. What do you do when the pressure is mounting against you? Now, You're not going to stand up and share, but you have to be honest with yourself. For some of us, we just binge watch our favorite show, which is not inherently bad, but you're already struggling with time management, and you just binge watch four hours. Now you're mad because you're behind. And now the person sent you the second email as a reminder you mad with, and they have no idea what's going on in your head. So take a pause. See, where am I seeking relief that's destructive? This is personal. 
Because here's what he says. He says, I'm going to restore your soul. And do you have issues from which you seek short-term relief rather than the restoration you really need? How many of us avoid hard conversations? But you run those conversations in your head. And you play in the parts of all the parties involved. (laughs) And if we could just see it on a screen... So if you're, having, if you're having challenges trying to figure out what you go to when the pressure is on, I dare say to the married folk, ask your spouse. Ask your friends. Ask your children. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, all relief isn't bad. But many of us are mistaking temporary relief with God's provision for restoration. See, standing all day and needing a foot massage, that's relief. There's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about the bad stuff that keeps producing bad fruit. He says, I want to deal with that. Benjamin Franklin said, he that can take rest is greater than he that can take cities. A person that can take your rest. They sleeping and you up all night long. One of the the craziest arguments, not an argument, but reactions to arguments is what I've had in the last 27 years of being with Tanya. That I would be, we would argue over something, doesn't matter what it is, and the next day or that night, Tanya is sleeping like a baby. And I'm like this. She took my rest away. And so there are things that deplete our souls, and there's usually three things. And I guarantee you, you have encountered, if not all, most of these. First thing that can deplete our soul, newsflash, is people. If this was family feud, the second thing that can deplete our souls is problems. Some things are just life. Newsflash, when your tire was flat, it's because they were designed for 40,000 miles and you at 400,000. That's not the devil. That's the tire saying, I just give up the ghost. I tried my best to keep them going for as long as I could. But it just so happens that's the time that your boss told you you can't be late. And you see how it's compiling now? Neglecting one thing has a way of connecting to other things, and those other things have um, consequences. So it's people, it's problems. And then it's pursuits. What are you pursuing that's taking all of your time? Busyness. Remember, we're saying that sometimes, I heard this a couple weeks ago, that if the enemy can't get you doing bad, he'll just get you busy. Because he knows that once you you and I put our hands to something, we're going to make sure it's completed. And we'll do it if we have to do it by ourselves. Now, that sounds good if you put it on a card. 
But in reality, we do that with a lot of other stuff. You don't have the capacity like you used to, and you sure as don't have the grace. So, so these people, problems, and pursuits are some things that, that can help us help deplete our souls. And that's why David says, he makes me lie down. So this week, I want him, uh, I want you to rest again. Try it again. Because you and I are no good depleted. You and I are no good when you're tired. And you know how now you become so tired, it's like part of your greeting. Hey, how you doing? Hi, child, I'm just tired. Hey, man, it was good to see you last night. Man, I made it. I was tired, but I was there. It's like it's becoming a part of you. I know your name, and I know you're tired. It's time to get rest. But, Pastor, what do I do when there's no room for rest? Okay, God, he going to make you lie down. Rest. The shepherd comes and restores the sheep. Here's what's so crazy. Philip Keller in his book about the shepherd says that um, there's a term, old English term, called cast down. And what that simply means is when a sheep finds itself on its back and can't get up, he's cast down. And the sheep is struggling to get up. And most times, sheep have wandered from the shepherd, so they're not in a watchful eye of the shepherd. So when the sheep begins to wander, now he's in position where he cannot get up, and he wears himself out, and his wool and every other thing that he's carrying eventually kills him from heat exhaustion. So the shepherd comes and puts the sheep, puts him over. And so when David says he restores my soul. He renews my life. It's I'm struggling and I'm outside or, or I'm not listening to the shepherd and I'm struggling and I'm struggling and I'm struggling. And then God comes when we surrender and stop fighting and turns us over. And then he uses his, uh, he used the oil in his horn and he uses the water that, um, the water that's nearby or the sheep has been struggling for so long, the sheep can no longer walk because of exhaustion. And so the shepherd picks him up and puts him across his neck. Many of us, that's our biggest problem. We're doing this and we're wearing ourselves out. And we're wearing ourselves out to the point that we can no longer hear the sheep calling us. Because we're fighting. But we're fighting because we're worn out. And we're worn out because some of us have been wondering if we just be still long enough to hear him call your name. So restore, restoration means that he brings us back to a state of new strength. Without God's restoration, we would give in to discouragement, temptation, and destructive attitudes. I want you to think about this. He restores our soul. If our souls aren't healthy, we can't be. If our souls are not healthy, we can't love the people closest to us as we should. 
because there's so much need that we have that I'm contributing um, what only God can do to my spouse. And the worst thing ever is unmet expectations. People come to church and they have expectations. And sometimes those expectations look just like what everybody should do. People should be loving. Yes, we should. But go back to the earlier part of the message. People are people since people have been people. And people are messy. So the unmet expectations, our souls are to reflect the image of God. And that's why um, you, you hear in some secular terms, you hear self-care, um, but there's something to soul care that's true. That if your souls continually get attacked, what more do you have to give? And so we have to have these rhythms of rest, resting our bodies so that he can restore our soul. He restores our soul by renewing our minds. How does he renew our minds? In his word. Because of the second part of he restores my soul or he renews my strength, he guides me along right paths. Did you think about that for a moment? Do you know how often my life, and I'm not, my life is not the standard, but how often I know that God wants me to go over here, but this just seems more familiar, and obviously I know what I'm doing. So there are nudges that God gives us, and sometimes we confuse that nudge with being comfortable. It didn't say that he guides us with the easy paths. It says the right ones. And sometimes that right path is through therapy. I'm going to say that because I'm trying to normalize therapy. One of God's greatest gifts is a good barber and a great therapist. What happens when you're men can relate to this. So um, when you're getting your hair cut from a barber, they are in your personal space. Your guard must be dropped. And you just begin talking. That's why if I was a therapist, I would try to go to school to be a barber. And I would charge to cut their hair and to provide counseling. My point is that there are agents that helps restore our souls. And sometimes when we don't normalize those agents, if you get sick and you go to the doctor, nobody questions anything. You just went to the doctor. It's common. You broke your arm, you can't put your arm back together, you go to the doctor. Not so much with your mind. So he says he restores your soul. And oftentimes, what I'm experiencing in this neck of the woods, he, help, he uses people to help restore our souls. You ever been at your weakest and you get a, a random text and someone literally says, man, I'm praying for you. And if something does, it does something to your soul. Number one, thank you for praying for me. Number two, it reminds me I'm not forgotten. Restores your soul. We need to rest our bodies. We need to restore our souls so that God can renew our minds. So here's your assignment for next week. Now, I just heard someone in their own mind say, I didn't do the last two assignments. I know. 
This is assignment for next week. I want you to read Psalms 23. I want you to take every word into account. Then I want you to pray and meditate on every word in Psalms 23. And there are moments that you may feel, could be where you are, that you may feel that that's not where you are or that's not true for you. I want you to pause and I want you to talk to God about that. He's a loving father. And you can talk to him. For real. There's a, I'm not going to, I think I will. The problem that I think we have done a disservice to, because I can't wrestle with your questions or I don't want to hear your questions, you stop asking God questions. I was growing up, and my mom would say, you've been out questioning God. And what she was really saying is, man, that's a hard question. I have no idea. But God knows. Because even if I don't verbalize the questions, they're still in my heart. So this week, here's what I want you to do. We're going to pause over Psalms 23, 1 through 6. And so um, I got a couple people that... um, that, uh, that we've already started this. And so I'm going to give you an example. The Lord is my shepherd. And so last a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Lord and his name. What does it mean that he's Lord to you? Would you just, just stay on that? What does it mean that he's my shepherd? And I have what I need. I have what I need. And so, uh, NLT says, I have all that I need. And so I do, I don't, and wrestle with it. It's okay. And when, when you get to these verses, I just want you, it's, which means you're either going to have to use your computer or like do like Word or something or, or, or use a journal. But every verse, I just want you to meditate on it. It's six verses. So you start Monday. So Monday from, you start with verse number one. And then Tuesday, you start with verse number two. And then Wednesday, three, four, and so on. And so when we come back together, We've read Psalms uh, 23, and we've, we've meditated on it. We've, we've asked the Holy Spirit to reveal how it applies to me. And we stay with his word. The second, for those who did just a horrible job of resting last week, find some time to rest. Like, Seriously. Seriously. Now, for some of us, school has already started. Find some time to rest. This journey that you're on is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Find some time to rest. And the whole church said, towards the end of the verse, he says, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. The right paths are important because there's so many wrong paths out there. He said he, he guides us, so the Lord guides and he instructs. Stop resisting the nudge of the Lord, whatever it is. And so that's why for some of us, it's like this. We find it hard to give up. You're miscontrol, and I get it. 
And no one can quite do it like you can. And that's why you don't, you don't, it's hard for me to give up because, you know, people, you know how people are, Pastor, like you said, yes, but this season, if you're not resting, you're going to wear yourself out. Now, nobody can do it. And so this season, husbands, wives, friends, we're going to rest. We also are going to create these patterns as a corporate body where we rest as a church family together. One thing that the, all churches thrive on or are volunteers, and we need them. God knows we need them. I'm not willing to run people out or down to operate this church. I just can't do it. But if you're not resting and you're just going to feel that time to do other things because you don't have the habits of resting, I, got, I just feel that if we don't rest, not only are we going to be worn out, but it's going to affect the people around us. When I'm tired, I got an attitude, man. I don't mean to. I'm just moody when I'm mad, when I'm tired. But something has to give, right? So the last few moments of this service, I want you, if you're married, talk to your spouse. It's one thing, I want us to put in our schedule this week, this is where I'm going to rest. That was Pastor Antoine with our series, Pause. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Charlotte or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.